Welcome back to another edition of Racing It Out. I am in the cold, rainy, ice-filled tundra of Canada, still, unfortunately, while Todd is working on his tan. I don't work on my tan by sitting outside or anything. It's just I do get sun when I am outside, but um, I don't I don't sit outside in the sun around a pool. I, I should say that I did that a little bit. But you know what? Even then, I didn't sit out in the sun when uh, I, w- I was in Mexico for a week and I was outside, but I never sit in the sun. I always look for the shade. I'm the person mm-hmm. that looks for the shade. I love being outside when it's warm and stuff, but I never, you know, sit outside and go on the rotisserie or whatever, where you flip from one side <laughs> or the other, because, you know, your, your legs are getting too light and your arms are darker. And so, no, no, I just, I just, I'm outside. I love being outside in the sun and the warm, but I, I'd never sit out in suntan, so to speak. So you very and much care it's about raining skin here, by the way, there's a little <laughs> thunder and lightning. So hopefully the connectivity remains, uh, remains intact, but it's nice to see you. I, I, I haven't, yeah, seen we you haven't seen each other in a while since our last episode of the podcast, when we were anticipating some news and a, a lot of things going on and well, we don't have a schedule yet. Hmm? I, I don't I know anything about that. Well, we were kind of expecting an announcement Mm -hmm. around the PRI show, which you were at, which we'll go into depth about a a little bit, along with a few other things as we always do. But we were kind of anticipating an announcement. And I know you're in a, in a spot here in terms of you can't speak or say anything. I don't think I have the same restrictions as you do. So I'll say a few things. And the anticipation is still the schedule will be of similar events to 2022. May not be in exactly the same order, but expect a similar schedule of the events, such as two visits to CTMP, uh, Grand Prix Trois-Rivières, the Honda Indy Toronto and the like. Uh, I, I did see that Sutherland Automotive Speedway had the NASCAR Pinty series on their uh, schedule that they posted up. Did a they few days also ago. have it on? It was a tentative schedule, but I'm kind of thinking that it's probably going to happen last Wednesday of July. But that's just me. So there's a, there's a few things that are that are going to happen. I, I will say that the series will be back on a weekend again in 2023 because they had a three-year agreement for the race so i'm i'm pretty confident that exactly so i'm pretty confident that those events we we don't have all the details yet don't have the official announcement and go ahead and blame me for leaking all this stuff if you leaking it's uh, oh it's just it's this manufactured todd uh, has not seen the schedule yet everybody todd i have not no but like like many people involved in in the series i talk to people i talk to mm-hmm. other people this goes on through the off season as well and this this is part of how you build up relationships with people is you, you have conversations and you exchange information there are things that are obviously said in confidence that cannot be revealed and that goes on and that's how you build a, a relationship with people it but, also doesn't take an idiot to figure out the schedule. It's like well, you have some tracks that are right. on the schedule every single year and have been right. since 2007. 
It's like at the same time, it's like, you know, we usually do two trips to CTMP, usually Victoria Day long weekend and Labor Day. Labor Day has been like hit and miss. Sometimes they haven't, sometimes they have, but you know, you have two. Same goes for Honda Indy. Same Mm -hmm. goes for like GP3R has been on the schedule ever since minus 2020 because of COVID. (laughs) It's like it like like even before I worked for NASCAR, like my last season when I was just freelancing, I could I put the schedule together, like tentative schedule dates together myself because it's like you just kind of like figure it out. So it's like, okay, I know I'll have something on Labor Day and I know something Victoria Day, usually the first weekend of August. Like you just kind of like maneuver it a little bit and like you're like okay like I know I'm probably gonna have like two or three in here it's like our schedule believe it or not hasn't changed that much since 2007 it evolves a little bit yeah there's no dramatic changes to it and that's why you you can kind of anticipate when races are going to be and where they're going to be located exactly it, it does get shuffled around and adjusted a little bit you know you mm-hmm. mentioned uh, newfoundland this weekend last last year those were new events okay mm-hmm. so so those things those things happen but the other part of it too is that you and i have schedules outside of the pinties race weekends that i'm working on now and have been for a while for 2023 i'm 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 love the Pinty series and it's uh you know it's it's in my heart but I also work on other series and at other events so I'm planning out my schedule for the year already and it started several months ago mm-hmm. so you're anticipating where where things are going to be so yeah I think everyone just gets excited and anxious and once the official announcement is out then you can say, okay, now I'm really excited. Which yeah. events am I going to go to? Where are they? Then you can and like you once can... you get all those schedules, you can solidify that yes. calendar and start buying tickets to this one or like booking hotels and like exactly. once you know, it's like okay, now the actual planning process starts. That's exactly right. So that's the excitement and hype for the official announcement mm-hmm. of the schedule. So we'll put it off. It's it'll be done when it's done. But again, don't expect huge enormous crazy changes to what we had in 2022 there so we talked about it but we didn't we don't i don't think we got you to betray any confidences which is i think the important part here yeah no it's like i knew this like i mean like i knew certain things about the schedule like before but it's like before i even saw the schedule not saying i have the schedule but before i saw the schedule it's like i knew we were going to run certain events at certain times just because it's like and you know this might not be information that like fans are privy to it's like i know how long certain agreements are i know we have a one-year agreement here or a two-year agreement here or this one's up for agreement or like whatever so it's like because i know that i know we're going back to that track and it's going to relatively be around the same time yes so it's like obviously you cannot specify those pieces of information exactly yeah because they're given to you in confidence and that's that's a that's part of what i'm saying too is that you know you'll you'll have conversations with people i'll have conversations with people and you discuss confidential Mm -hmm. information and you don't necessarily reveal all you're supposed to so yeah exactly that's how you build the relationship yeah it's like and once you have those relationships it's like yes like you are privy to some information then because people trust you to not spill the beans. And people, do you find that people test you a little bit still with bits of information in terms of they'll tell you something and wait to see if it, if it goes somewhere or before they're, they're ready to reveal it or 
see, I think I don't get that because they're supposed to tell me the news. <laughs> so it's like if someone from like a team is like, yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna announce a sponsorship announcement and I like prep everything for it. It's like I'm still not gonna post it until right. It's like it's like I feel like I just don't get tested as much. Do you get tested? Uh not really at this stage in life. Right. But there are there were times when people would have you'd have a conversation and they would be fairly forthcoming and I'm, uh, I'll never say, you know, who yeah. or how or what the circumstances were, but they'll be fairly forthcoming. And I would think to myself afterwards, I wonder if this is a test. I have and... seen, I've been on the receiving end of somebody who has received a test. Yes. Where it's like, they're telling me something and I'm like, I don't think that's true. I don't think you were supposed to tell me you're a rat. Well, but it's kind of, I think that's also at times how the test is given is, does it get out? And if they hear it come back, because, because if you give someone a juicy piece of info and tell them in, tell them it's in confidence and they reveal it to others, mm -hmm. inevitably they're going to get asked about it and they'll know the source of where it came from. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've been told lots of things that I have found out later are true and felt comfortable in not revealing them to others mm -hmm. because that's that's how you build the the relationship with people that's how you get told a, a, a race team strategy for instance they mm -hmm. will share it with me because they know I won't tell someone else about it mm -hmm. so that's that's just how you do it but it, no I, I was just curious if, if if you got tested or not i don't think i've ever been tested but again it's like i am one of those people that keeps it so if i was yeah. ever tested i would never know i i it's because... like i feel like i'm naive enough to believe that it's like if someone told me something and i was like <laughs> i don't think this is true i'd just be like it fell through whatever right right and that's it it's just oh i thought this was going to happen yeah it fell through okay and that's fine i have shared confidential information about things with you Mm -hmm. because I feel 100% confident in doing so. And I, and mm -hmm. I have no problem with that because you and I have known each other for a while now. And there are things that I will share with you because I know that if I tell you, you understand the greater set of circumstances yeah. with it. And you would, you know, I, I like to, I'll, I'll tell you, I do use this phrase often with, with people that I'm having conversations about. And I'll say, I will never put you in an uncomfortable position. And I find that to be somewhat reassuring that, mm -hmm. you know, I am, you know, you're talking to me and this is as far as it's going to go. And I, right. I, I think they find that reassuring. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, it's, you know, I, I know I start a lot of conversations with like a lot of coworkers of like you or something like that, where it's like, this stays between us. This is off the record. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is not going beyond us. Like this right. is in the bubble. Like this does right. not go beyond us. And it's, it's sad that we have to like explicitly say like, Hey, I do not want this information shared, especially mm -hmm. when it's like, you know, you're, you're venting or like, you're right. kind of like, you're, you're questioning something or whatever it may be. But it's like in this industry, it's like, you really have to be like, this is off the record. Yes. This stays between us because it is, and I don't know why, but it's like, I feel like our series is the worst with it. <laughs> it's a rumor mill. It is so oh, yeah. bad. It's like our 
silly season talk is the absolute worst. It is so, it's like you could write a whole NASCAR Pinty's gossip rag. Oh, yeah. Maybe like, we should do that. Maybe, that maybe could, we should that could actually be but a lot of fun. It's, it's so funny, though, that, oh, you'll, you'll, I'll talk to someone and they're just, oh, yeah, I was talking to so-and-so and they said this. And I, I have said to people more than once, oh, they're full of shit. And and yeah. it's and it's just that that's total nonsense. And again, it's because of other information that I may have or whatever. But it's amazing how far down the rabbit hole people will get drawn with something that's you know a little salacious or a little controversial. And it's just uh, no, that's total crap. Don't even just we can stop talking about it right now. Yeah, it's also interesting of like when you hear that information where you're like, that's kind, that's kind of crap. And also why are you telling me? It's like, you kind of like lose a little bit of like distrust in that person a little bit. Cause it's like, True. you kind of begin to suss out of like, okay, this person is the gossiper. This person will take any information they receive. Right. I now know not to trust them with highly sensitive information. Like I would never like, you wouldn't trust them the way you trust me or I trust you. 100%. Where it's like, I know that like I'm telling this person this confidential thing because I know it's going to benefit them and help them, which is a lot of times why you do come to me is like, I know right. information that's going to help Caitlin do her job exactly. or just give her a heads up. But it's like, if I were a gossiper and I were to go out and, you know, tell every little which way and, you know, had a little Pinty's gossip rag, <laughs> I don't know if we'd be friends. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you were at PRI. I didn't go yeah. this year. Tell me some of the off the record mm. conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give us all the gossip from PRI from Indy. I went for one day and that was a mistake. I should have gone for the whole event. It was yeah. like next year I will go for the entire weekend. Cause it is the amount I, I did one seminar and it was on marketing and sponsorship. And a, a big chunk of it was about like talking about like helping build content and build content calendars and how like you really need to use digital media as mm -hmm. a marketing tool, which I feel like sometimes I feel our series kind of lacks behind in a little bit. We do use a lot more traditional media. Mm -hmm. So it was really, that one was a really interesting to kind of like pick their brain. And, you know, I did learn a lot from it and I was like, man, like having the opportunity to have like three full days of that. That's great. That's invaluable. Like, so it's like, so I will you, did you find one or two specific things that you'll take from that and use this year that you have anticipated already? Yeah. So it's like one of them was like being a lot more consistent in the posting and like, you know, like having the time of day you post every single time is that because that's like what really feeds the algorithm. It's like mm -hmm. the algorithm, uh, the algorithm knows to pick up your stuff and send it out to people at this time, but then also taking additional and kind of pushing it around and seeing if maybe your audience isn't where it originally said it was. So it's like, if you post at 6, 6 PM every single time, and that's all you post at like every single day, the yeah. algorithm, like your analytics software is just going to keep telling you that 6 PM is the best time to post. So it's like, you kind of got to move it around, test it out, test the waters a little bit every so often. So, and that was like, another one was like posting more consistently and like really like hamming at home and then also really looking into those deeper analytics and mm -hmm. seeing like what your consumers interact with 
and why. So it's like, we got into a discussion about like Instagram carousels where it's like, we really wish Instagram would give us the analytic tool to like, what picture made the person like it. And because you can tell two things from that one, did they not like the picture Two, do they like some pictures more than others? That was actually technically one and two. How many people it's like, how do I explain this better? It's like, what made, like, what made them want to like, like that post and like should we do more of that mm-hmm. so it's like for example i know people on our social medias typically like more like racier creative like flashy photos so it's like i've seen you know like i wish i had this analytic tool of like when i put up an instagram carousel of like for a driver's birthday of the driver just like smiling and then the driver like with his helmet on in a race car Right. Do our viewers like the driver in the race car or do they like the driver? Do they like the racing? Do they like the personality? Because then it's like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm putting this picture first so we get more clicks. It's like, but it's like you better, that technology isn't there yet, which sucks. In, in so, infor- yeah. Extra information. It, yeah. It helps you. Provide, provide just, the better co- the content that's going to get more uh, more interaction, more reaction from from those consuming it, and and feeding them what what they're mm-hmm. looking for and what they want. It helps you that way. Exactly. It's like, and I, that was another thing was just like how valuable, just like even kind of like bullshit content, theater content. Like mm-hmm. this doesn't actually do anything, but like tweets like, "What do you want to see from the NASCAR Pinty series? If you could have a NASCAR Pinty's track anywhere in Canada, where would you put it?" Like stuff like that. That's just like kind of clickbaity it does tremendous. Yes. Cause it's like, it, it's engaging and it's asking fans their opinion and people really care about their opinions. So it's of like, of course they do. That's the most important thing is my opinion and having an out, having an outlet to express it is, is the other interesting part mm-hmm. of that, that for your instance, your question, if you could put a track anywhere, where would you put it? That's, that's a great question. Yeah, And it's, <laughs> it's widespread. Uh, it, it's not restrictive to one part of the country or another. So yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's like, so I think we'll be doing a lot more engaging stuff in the new year just because it's, it's easy to do and it's really consistent to do, Mm -hmm. but then also hopefully, you know, I think I would want to take one, like one thing I was kind of bouncing around my head is maybe potentially moving more towards what formula one does and not posting like maybe the full clips anymore. But because I found that's another thing where it's like, people don't engage with these videos. Mm, interesting it's like we maybe get like 50 likes a video and we mm-hmm. have like thousands of fans so it's like not posting a video unless it's the finish or it was a wild wreck or like things like that but doing what formula one does and just posting like relying on your fans to go to the live stream basically mm, also boosting posts that was another yeah. one was like you need to boost your posts and i'm like all right, I will make sure I have that allocated in a budget somewhere this year. <laughs> like somewhere, are, I don't know. But this is the kind of stuff that goes on in yeah. the off season. Everyone 
understands, okay, we've completed the year. Now it's assessing what was successful, what was working well, what can we improve mm -hmm. on? What are some of the other things that that fans want to see from a, a racing mm -hmm. series? This is this is the behind the scenes stuff. And I, I I find it frustrating sometimes when when people say, oh, the off season and it's so long and there's months and there's months We're between the, the last, yes, between the last race of the year and the first race of the year. But this off season is when so much happens. I mean, teams are working right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, we, everybody talks to to team members and drivers, and, and they've got a lot of stuff going on, and they're preparing for next year all already. This is months of advance work that's necessary to to start the season on time in May at whatever track it happens to be. But the uh, but this is the other kind of stuff that goes on too. Planning planning the engagement part, planning the activations for, for sponsors. I've, I've made inquiries to a couple of different uh, uh, potential sponsors and partners and stuff and say, asking about this, and maybe we want to do that. And say, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. And I know you're, you're putting it off because you're getting close to the holidays, yeah. but if you don't start in the middle of January, there's a month or a couple of months of time that you could have been maybe doing something, even if it's only planning that has been left behind. And now you're going to have to jam in a little more work in a shorter period of time. It boggles my mind how much can change on like NASCAR, NASCAR social media in their short off season, because it's like they, it's almost like they know what they want to do for the next season in like August of like, mm -hmm. we know this doesn't work. We want to change these graphics this way. We want to make this change. We want to stop doing this. And they're just ready to go and implementing it for February. So it's like, and that's what you need to do. It's like, that's what this whole off season for us is, is being able to make those changes and make that shift and see what's working and see what isn't. And it's like, and it's like, it is frustrating when it's like, you're getting this close to the holidays and you're like, I have all these ideas and I want to spit them yeah. out and like, I want to grind. And it's like, please take a two week break and pick that up on January 2nd. Thank you. It's funny. I've had, I don't know how many exchanges either on the, on the phone or via email recently with one or both of us making the same comment of off season what off season exactly because, because you're right it's and you mentioned august that in august i find people are saying yeah okay and you're sort of assessing you're kind of halfway through the year when it, whether it's you know uh, uh the nascar cup series which starts in february ends in november or pinty series which starts in may and ends in september you're kind of halfway through or a little past halfway through and you're thinking yeah okay maybe i'm going to do this a little bit differently like, like your the die is cast for that current season already so mm -hmm. you're already thinking ahead to how you can improve it is actually it's one of the things that i i like and i admire about racers and sports and that you're you're always looking for a way to improve and a way to do better. And I, I just, I, if, if you, if you stop doing that, you get stagnant so quickly. And I find that mm -hmm. I, I just, I like that. I always want to do more and I always like to improve the approach. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like making it as consistent and convenient as possible. Cause it's like, why would you take the long way around a problem when you can just like mm -hmm. fix it like this? So it's like, and that's what it is for me. It's like, it's like, do I need to be cutting all these clips? Like, do we need like 
40 clips for a race it's like i don't think it's actually 40 i think it's more like 20 but it's like do we need this many it's like no they don't get the impressions it takes too much work to do it and it's like are some people gonna be mad probably but that's a part of the business is here are the resources you're given you need to learn what your audience is engaging with and what they're not and what the value is in that engagement and what you're getting out of it and you have to weigh those things so it's like would people rather i cut clips every single race and have 30 clips from that race some of which are probably going to still end up on the internet after it or would we rather put my resources and my abilities into filming content for off-season productions right it's exactly just finding the best efficiencies looking for Mm. the best use of your time and your talents and and the resources that you have and what's the best way to deploy them to give you the the greatest impact and have the greatest amount Mm -hmm. of consumption and thus increase your fan base and get more people out to the track and get more people watching uh, the streams and uh, Mm -hmm. on the television programs and uh, uh, ideally increasing everyone's profitability as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So simple, right? It's, it's so simple. (laughs) It is firing on all cylinders. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So now that we're basically shut down for uh, the holidays, you, you have plans for holidays, you have traditions, you have things that you always do, starting new traditions this year. Some people want to do exactly the same thing, exactly the same way. What's your what's your deal? I know you're traveling a bit like me. So it's interesting. So it's like we've typically in my family had a lot of traditions and my myself and my sister and my cousins are kind of at their age where the traditions that we had as kids are kind of ending. You know, mm-hmm. my little sister just turned 19 and she's the youngest out of the four, like me, like the cousins. Yep. And, you know, you know, we used to get pajamas from our grandmother on Christmas Eve. And, you know, they've announced to us this year that they're not doing that. And I'm like, yes. And of course we were like, hmm, no, but it's like, I understand this, you know, Kate's 26, Allie's 19, things come to an end. But what I've kind of learned this year is as an adult, and it's one of the things it's like, I'm really most excited about is as an adult, I get to not only continue those traditions myself, but I get to make new ones. So right. It's like, so this year, so one thing my mom has always done for me and my sister is every single year we get an ornament for the Christmas tree. So I have this box of ornaments from like literally 1996 until like last year that are just like, like a box of mementos of things I've been interested in over the last like 26 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And so what I did this year is, you know, I moved in with my boyfriend this year. So I got an ornament to commemorate that. Great. And it's like. I get to continue this tradition. Maybe I won't do it every year, but I have, I get to continue this tradition of finding fun things on Etsy to put on my Christmas tree that are important to me. And then in the pajama debacle, my sister and I were like, maybe we just get matching pajamas every single year. And it's like, we get to, we get to make those traditions. We get to continue it on. And that's what's like, and that's what's exciting for me. So it's like my sister and I are like, all right, cool. We're going to go and get like matching pajamas at Indigo when I'm back home. Cause I, I leave to go home on the, um, on the 19th. So next Monday. Um, but then, you know, as you get older and you, you know, you start dating and like you, your mm-hmm. family's kind of combined. It's like now a Christmas tradition for me is I fly 
back home to Toronto on Christmas Day and then up to Sudbury to spend Boxing Day with my boyfriend's family because they have a Christmas tradition. They do a big family reunion on Boxing Day. So it's like, it's these are my traditions and it feels really cool and exciting to be like, I have my Christmas traditions now. So, and then also the, my grandma makes deviled eggs on Christmas Eve. So there you go. See, just, you know, some things are, are staples, same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like that too. My, my, my mom and dad, not the super, not the most religious people in the world. And my mom, it was just kind of like, you know, Christmas and, you know, birth of the savior and everything was a little bit. So, so they adopted the Seinfeld uh, Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us. So for, I don't even know how many years now we celebrate Festivus and, and everyone brings grievances, which is become the new tradition. And it's, it's a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. So that's, you know, that's what we've, uh, that's what we've done. So it'll be, it'll be great. It'll be lots of laughs. It's humorous. And we also, for I don't, I'm not sure how this started, but we also give each other highly inappropriate Christmas cards. Oh, I that mean, sounds very, fun. very adult with lots like, of offensive language and words in them. It's, it's like it's, you uh, find them or you make them find them. That's fun. Yes. It Making is. them is also fun, but it's like <laughs> getting to go to like a Hallmark Christmas store. And find yeah, these are not like Hallmark. Uh, these are not the warm, fuzzy Hallmark greetings. No, this, you know, where do the, you find Etsy? Uh, you look online. Yes, that's that's become my go-to source. And yes, Etsy is the is a great source for oh, that's so funny. very effing Christmas cards. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, that's, that's the great. that's the tradition. So it's good. Oh. Do you have any food stories or tales from uh, Indianapolis or anywhere else in the last little while since you and I have? reconnected here so please don't be mad at me todd sent me a very long list of places to go while i was in indy and i shit you not i went to steak and shake shake shack and white castle (laughs) i didn't go i went to like the bar restaurant at the hotel yeah yeah but that's not you didn't go to prime 47 the steakhouse that i told you about no apparently that's really expensive it is it's really expensive i didn't know that i'm glad uh, i didn't go yeah I I, well I when i when that. i went i wasn't paying so I, I was it was and it's really good and stuff but there is a great burger place brew burger bar in uh indianapolis and you obviously didn't make it because you know the drive through at steak and shake was your uh your call instead but that's uh, but that's okay the experience of sitting in the steak and shake Ah, okay whatever but no so that's but that's fine so there's a couple of good places so so you know we'll 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 hit them in the in the future so well that was exactly it i'm like well now i just have an excuse to come to the 500 this year there you go okay that's uh yeah that's a good one (laughs) Okay. So I mentioned that I was away in, in Mexico. Um, we went with, uh, another couple, this is actually a good, cause you're, you're going on holidays too. And I don't know if you've ever done this never prior to last year, I, and my partner had never been on a vacation with like another couple. Okay. Never done this in our life. And we were, and we got talking about it and it's just like, okay, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're wonderful friends, wonderful people. And, you know, we see each other and communicate, but had never been on vacation with another couple. And it was like, you know what? Okay, we'll do it. We were going to, and we we're going to Mexico and, and we had a fantastic time. And we went again this year, same couple, just, we had an extraordinarily good time. It was wonderful and went to some great restaurants 
there were times where we did stuff together, the four of us, and other times where four of us were in four different locations and just, you know, doing our own thing, reading a book or, or whatever. But the dynamic works because nobody's offended if they're left to their own. Sometimes they want to be on their own. That's mm -hmm. a, I, you, it's so easy to do. And I'm, I'm mentioning this because of holidays and family and friends dynamics. Sometimes it gets a little heightened, you know, anxiety for people of, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to spend too much time with this person and too much time with that person. And finally, at the end of it, you just want to say, you know what, I just want to have an evening to myself and stuff. But but no, it was great. But so a couple of Mexico uh, restaurants in Mexico that we went to, and the name of the, the the town we went to is Huatulco, very bottom of Mexico Pacific side. Mm. Lala is a little place on the beach in St. Augustine Beach that has guacamole that is out of this world good, shrimp oh. cocktails, fantastic. Went to Giordana's, which is an Italian restaurant in Mexico, I know, but had gnocchi, which is just like little pillows of pasta. It was so tasty and wonderful. And Viel Mar, which is again, right on the beach in the town, gigantic shrimp out of the Gulf, or excuse me, out of the Pacific, like that day, so good, so fresh. And that just... sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. But it's, it was a, it was a great time. But it's just it's, it was an interesting thing, like just to go away with someone. Never done it mm -hmm. before, but we you know we had a great time and had a ball. And well, was, for me, it's it was like margaritas I'm... and modelos for a week is what it was. Can't get much better than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a unique position where it's like I've been dating my partner for almost two and a half years, and we haven't been on a vacation just the two of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's it's an experience. All of our, all of yeah. It's all of our trips anywhere have been with our household, yeah. who is mostly comprised of couples, funny enough. <laughs> it's like most of like, it's like just a bunch of us living together. So it's like, we've never traveled just the two of us. I think this, um, this past summer was the first time it was like him and I up at the cottage with his parents, which was also different, but it still wasn't yeah. the two of us alone. So we're going on a cruise the end of January. And that's going to be our first trip, like the two of us. So it have you is... ever done a cruise before? I have not done a cruise before. Neither have I. Never I'm done very one. Excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're going so. No. My ahead. concern is only large number of people, confined space. That's my concern with the cruises. Would and that have I... been your concern pre-COVID? Yes. Okay. Too many people in mm -hmm. too too tight a space. So we've done a couple things that kind of combat it. So. We're going with Royal Caribbean, which is more yeah. like family oriented, I feel. Mm -hmm. And they do two versions of short cruises. They do the three three night over the weekend cruise, which a lot of people do. A lot of people will do that for bachelor parties, sure. birthdays, stuff like that. And it is typically a don't the party cruise because it's over the weekend. You can come you like you get off the ship at like 8 a.m. Monday. You If you live in Miami, you can literally go or oh, anywhere yeah. in Florida that has a ship you can go to work if you really wanted to. Right. So it's like, it's typically don't the party cruise. And it's like, they're usually dirt cheap. They're usually like 200 bucks a weekend. So, and that's like, of course, excluding your drinking package and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like my boyfriend and I don't drink. So it's like, we didn't get, we didn't have to do that. We're, we're the ones that are going to the water park. <laughs> that's what we spent our money on. But the one we're going on is throughout the week and we've done it during a time we're doing it at the end of january mm -hmm. which is typically very off season so we got good. it a pretty good deal 
Nice. So nobody can really take, everyone's just taking the time off for Christmas and they're That's planning true. ahead towards March and April. So I think we're going to be, it's, and that's what I've kind of learned through my research is there are times during the year where you won't have that compact space right. where, right. and I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, I could be totally wrong. We could go on it and it could be at full capacity and it could be like that, but I'm expecting it not to be. How big's the ship? I want to say it holds 5,000. See, that's it's, a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But on a ship that's bigger than what the Titanic was, it's like... Well, you know how well that went. <laughs> we're not going that far into the Atlantic. We're going south. We're going to Bahamas. <laughs> no icebergs in the Bahamas. You're no fine. Ice, You're if fine. I see an iceberg in the Bahamas, I'm, You're fine. I'm asking for kidding. a refund. I'm only kidding. You're no, you're fine. You're fine. That's that's good. No, that's that's good. But no, I'm but the timing's it. good though. It is. It's 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 one of those things of like it's a over the week cruise, which means people have to actually take time off for it, and it's yeah. right after Christmas vacation, so nobody yeah. has a the money to. I mean, we booked it pretty far in advance, so money is not really an issue. But like, sure. nobody can take that time off. So, There's not going to be a last minute rush of, of people to exactly. To book on there, you so, I mean, so. I will report back beginning of February of whether or not it was crazy busy, but I'm kind of expecting it to not be. And even I would have heard about like some of the bigger Royal Caribbean ships is mm -hmm. it has big capacity and that's a lot of people, but there's so many things to do. It's like yeah. you'll have areas where there's congregation, like the pools will be really busy. The bar, some of the bars will be really busy. Like the the buffet will be really busy, but like you just got to find the areas. Right. So it's like, it's like I'm That's... expecting there not to be a lot of kids on this cruise. And I think sure. I was even looking at, I was curious about how much of it had sold out already. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the map of what was available. And I want to say it's like maybe 50% sold out. Oh, good. Oh, so okay. It's like, That's better for you. Maybe, maybe just like 60%. So it's like, Still. so we'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the fact that a lot of the food is included. <laughs> so it's like oh, they have the specialty that's gonna restaurants. be a restaurant review yeah that's yeah. gonna be a restaurant review oh episode. we'll have a whole episode about cruise ship fair i'm excited that's I'm, I'm mostly excited there's this one um they have an unlimited um and part of your package taco bar oh and you get quesadillas tacos chips and salsa burritos burrito bowls nice i think that's what we're gonna be eating every single day so. That's that's understandable. And the timing's good because it's just prior to the start. Well, the uh, IMSA will have started already, but mm -hmm. uh, at the end of January, you're prior to the start of the season. What, which reminds me, we'll, we'll finish up on this one if you want. The announcement was made that IndyCar is doing a reality show produced by Vice. It's going to air on the CW. It's going to be produced in conjunction with Vice and IndyCar. 100 days to the Indy 500. I think, I don't know if it's six episodes, seven episodes, something like that. Starting at the top at the top of the season and going and culminating with the Indianapolis 500. And, and talked about for a long time. Of course, everyone immediately points to Drive to Survive, which was lightning in a bottle because of the timing mm -hmm. and also because of the incredible content it's rocketed formula one up in terms of popularity across oh, yeah. North america this will not be the same kind of silver bullet for indycar that it did for formula one it's going to be a different type of show as i understand it 
And I'm glad that someone is doing it. There's a lot of reasons to crap on it, but I think it's a really good idea. So much so that I pitched it about eight years ago, but that's another story. Never happened, obviously, but I, I think this is Maybe great. I think it's, I think it's good for IndyCar and, and I really hope that, that everyone embraces it because if the teams and the drivers and the people involved in it are as forthcoming and open as you need to be to have a successful show like this, I think it can be really good for the series. I think it could be really good for the series. How are they airing it? Is it, is it going to be like they film an episode and then they release it and it's only going to be released like in and around like after Indy 500 or is it all going to be filmed? It's going to start before and I don't, they don't have dates, specific dates yet for episodes, but it's going to start at the beginning of the season and there will be episodes that air before the 500. And obviously I think there's one that will air after the Indy 500. Yeah. It's like one of them is inevitably going to have to air after. It's like, you can't air the Indy 500 one before the Indy 500. But it's a really cool idea. Yeah. I think that's going to be sick. I've wanted to do something like that for Pinty's for a while. It's just, that takes a team. Takes investment and you know maybe uh this is something that you and i can uh, discuss at some point but i I, i'd love to do it think it'd be really Mm -hmm. cool all right yeah i think it'd be really cool well i'm gonna have to figure out how to watch that because it'll be readily available either online or you gotta pay for it no 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 it's gonna be free over the air really yeah really it's gonna be easy easy to get access to so as easy even though it is being done by vice and cw it's gonna just be like readily available it will be it, my understanding is it will be very available easy to find that's cool that yeah i mean that's smart too because if you make it hard to find and i found that with the nascar one the race to the playoffs they did that this year yeah you want eyeballs you want eyeballs nobody could get it right it's like i'm watching all these people on twitter talking about like the the nascar equivalent of this i think was on racing america or whatever the channel was you had to have that subscription to get into it yeah you've just lost the idea is to expand your fan base not restrict it to a a certain number so but yeah i'm 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 hopeful we'll see i'm i'm curious to see you'll have to let me know when it comes out because i absolutely will so i will absolutely do that uh the opinions of todd and caitlin on the racing it out podcast do not represent those of any of our past, present, or future employers, potential employers, collaborators, people we hang out with, or anyone else that we may or may not have come in contact with that has an opinion about a subject that's different from ours. How's that? I changed it up this week. Yeah, you're just mixing it up a little bit. they're the favorite my favorite part of the episode to be honest like hey I, i'm here to please if, if, if you're happy with it i'm happy with it we're good oh man well i hope you all have a wonderful holidays drink lots of wine have lots of turkey celebrate with your family your loved ones and we'll see you in 2023 and we'll talk about turkey and making the proper turkey and the next episode that's how we started this this show there you go 